Hello, hello. Welcome to Anime Anonymous. I am CJ. And I'm Artsy. And this week we are feeding that anime addiction with Violet Evergarden, the movie. This came out in 2020. Uh, Obviously, it's based off the light novel. Um, It's kind of wrapping up the entire story while also giving you a little bit of a synopsis of the series as well. Um, It is drama, fantasy, and it went for right about two hours and 20 minutes. Um, Before we get into this, we were talking about... Some craziness that was going on at our job, um, celebrating some wins with uh, some of the listeners like Mark, and talking about some anime that have the longest, most ridiculous names. Uh, If you want to hear that extra chatting, extra content, uh, please hold on fast for the Patreon. I am working on it, but it will be there. <laughs> I have too much going on. This is, this is, this is my life. <laughs> um, but before we get into, uh, this, uh, emotional damage in the best way possible, <laughs> um, If you have any recommendations for us, we have a recommendation um, uh, Google Doc, right? So if you want to click on our link tree, it also shows you every social that we have. So Twitter, uh, TikTok, um, Instagram, and soon to be coming the Discord. Uh, But it also has the Google Doc to list out, you know, what anime do you want to recommend to us? How many seasons are there? How many episodes and why you're recommending it to us? And finally, what name you want us to use? Also, you can always just leave us a review on the episode. Tell us how we did. Tell us how you think we're doing as a whole. And you can drop your recommendation there as well. So, now that we got all the rigmarole out the way, artsy, my main, my main girl, love of my life. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? Um, uh, peek into the back of the curtain. We finished watching the uh, movie a second time about an hour and a half ago, just because we wanted it fresh in our brains. And it is fresh, all right. So, how you feeling, Artsy? How was the movie? Give us a little <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> uh, to answer the question of how I am feeling, if you've ever had a very intense cry session, the body, like, physical feeling you feel after that where you're you're not crying but your body's trying to recover from it that's what i'm going through um <laughs> to put it lightly and um but a synopsis of the movie basically i highly recommend watching the series and the ova before you watch this um it basically takes place at the end of the series like it's a very good wrap up and 
Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the ending will wreck you. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say it's going to wreck you. Um, and of course, it's just a beautiful Violet Evergarden masterpiece. But I can go further in the synopsis, but I want to hear how you're your thoughts were on the movie watching it a second time um to keep it short because i i'm gonna go in on the actual review um it's it's raw right the there are a lot of emotional scenes in this that i think multiple people can resonate with uh there's emotions of loss right there's emotions of you know reconnecting whether it's with people who were at odds or with family um familial like bonds being reforged and there's obviously yeah the the heartwarming emotions uh but yeah it's we say this all the time with Violet, except for except for the first movie, which we don't count it. Uh, it's an emotional show. And the movie just stayed on brand. It, it, that's, that's what it did. It gave us the... Um, I think the emotional kind of catharsis that you need... Right, like if you are as as uh, one of my my favorite, if not my favorite streamer says, she says if she needs, she sometimes is emotionally constipated and she needs a good like just cry. If you are emotionally constipated, yeah, this is the movie for you. But yes, you have to see the series first. Could you watch this without the series? Yes, because it does kind of give you a very very quick like summary in in different little flashbacks um but it it hits much better after seeing the uh the series so that's my synopsis on it so we can we can jump in now do you want to start or do you want me to start on talking about like where the movie like yeah, yeah, the actual movie. Like we're we're jumping in now. We're, we're okay. in the deep end. Um, okay. Well, spoilers, 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 spoilers. There we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we can talk about the first kind of topic that is brought up. Um, I'm gonna skip kind of the very beginning and just go straight into this topic of where the town is going through an evolution period from where. We're going from letters to now radio okay, and whoa, telephones. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You cannot skip the beginning. There are, you can't just skip that. That's, that's very important. What are you talking well, about? You, t- you talk about <laughs> Oh my gosh. You're just going to get rid of the other main character, which is the, the daughter. So. Well, <laughs> to, to me, she wasn't like. Like, she did have a part, but to me, it wasn't, like, it was more of a, like, a timeline part. Like, she was just important to the timelines, like, 
deciphering between the different ones. So what I will say about her without her quote, like obviously this movie could have been made without them deciding to go this way, but without this girl, we wouldn't be getting this story, right? Because she's diving into who wrote these letters for her grandma, which I will talk about the grandma after this, you wouldn't get a flashing back as to who Violet is. And then without her traveling to learn more about her, we wouldn't learn that Violet traveled to this place and we wouldn't learn where Violet ended up. So you you can't just skip the girl. (laughs) And, and, And vice versa, because of how she learned about Violet, it helped build, rebuild the familial bond with her and her family. Her and her parents. So it's just showing that even though it's been years since Violet has has been gone, she's still being um, impactful on people and getting them to say what what they truly want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's just so the story of this girl is just showing that. Violet's effect transcends, there we go, I was going to say transitions, transcends time, in my opinion, that's my opinion, but I think that's what they were going for, that her, her influence just transcends time, because this is at least, I want to say, a hundred years in ahead of Violet, so. Okay, yeah, because... To can we can we spoil like who like go back and say like who the grandma is that we're talking about? Yeah, I can do it or you can. That's totally fine. But like that is that is important. That is very important. Okay. Okay. Well, I apologize, (laughs) listeners. Okay. This is why we have CJ running the podcast. Because (laughs) if it was just me, we'd be missing some key pointers here. So, anywho, rewind. Forget what I said. You'll hear about it later. Um, you are introduced to the daughter of um, the grandmother, who is actually the daughter in the series that got the 50 letters every year. So, you realize that when the daughter finds her letters, like the grandmother kept all these letters that her mother... The grandmother's mother had Violet write for her every year for 50 years. And that was 50 letters. And, um, you know, you can tell that there is a relationship issue between her and her parents. Um, when the grandmother, you know, passed away and dies, um, I guess it's there at the house because of the funeral, correct? Yes. Yep. And um, when she finds the letters, you know, the daughter does say some very hurtful things to her mom. And, you know, that's usually when the truth comes out, but it comes out in a way that can hurt people. And um, so she sees the letters and she finds in the letters a newspaper clipping that has Violet like a picture of Violet. So she 
starts her quest to go learn about who wrote these letters because they were very important to her grandmother and she wants to learn more about who this person was. Violet, basically. Yeah, and to shine a light on to exactly what the daughter said, um, the 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 parents are saying they were about to leave and the daughter said you know i i'm gonna stay here for a bit i'm sure grandma would like somebody to stay here for a little after the um funeral uh because you you always put your job over family is what she told her mom and her mom got very hurt by it she's like that's not true i loved your grandma um I loved you. Oh, that's uh, that's also what she said. Um, I know Ma. I know Grandma would have liked to see you more, but you always put your job over family. And um, Mom gets hurt. She tries to like you know she she loves them. The dad you know just kind of diffuses the situation. Doesn't even address what the daughter said. He just tells the wife, "Let's go. Our patients are are um, waiting on us because they run a, a hospital." And you get instant kind of regret from the daughter. Not instant enough to apologize to her mom immediately. But as soon as they leave, she's like, Ugh, I said something horrible again to mom. And then, yeah, just like Artsy was saying, she kind of reads through the, through the letters. Because she was curious, like, why would her grandma just hold on to these letters for so long? Then, yeah, we find out. It's the girl that we met, um, I want to say in like episode eight or something, that the mom was dying and she had her write them. And that was one of the first times we saw Violet break down emotionally in the series. Like when she gets back and they ask her how she is and she was like, I was I was trying my hardest not to break down. And she just cries. And I want to say Catalea is the one that that comes and hugs Violet while she's she's just breaking down. So it was mm-hmm. it was nice to see that kind of come full circle cuz now you're seeing that woman's family and um I pointed this out to Artsy because if you listen to our last episode, I'm not a huge fan of the first movie. It didn't feel like it tied at all with the normal Violet just story um the ova or slash the special felt like it meshed much better with the actual series and what i found funny is when when the letter blows away from the um the daughter in present time quote unquote uh it kind of blows into the past and it's her talking about violet evergarden and it mentions things she's like she wrote a love letter for a princess once. She wrote a song for a famous opera singer, which is the special. Then the next thing that it says is like she wrote a play for a famous playwright, which is the um, the guy who wrote the um, the children's play for his daughter. And it has one of the most beautiful scenes in the anime where Violet tries to run across the lake using the parasol, or par- parasol, parasol, um, 
And so I was like, ha, see, the first movie is not mentioned at all. So even this movie is like, yeah, we don't consider that part of the (laughs) (laughs) storyline. But yeah, it brings us to uh, what is it? A festival It's a festival going on, right? It's the festival um, where they. Oh, gosh, it was they were like praising the sea, like kind of saying, you know, hey, we're starting, you know, voyages again. Like, please be nice to us. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. that Yeah. That's what it is. And it's um, it's what's her name? It's a uh, Il- Ilya. Is that her name? Ilya. Yep. Yeah. Ilma. Ilma. Or is, Ilma. It, is it Ilma? Okay. So Ilma. Ilma. Yes. The opera singer. Yeah. Ilma, the opera singer from the special is the one that is performing the song of the sea that um violet wrote um and it was just again another tie to the special um so i I liked that because we we said it when we recorded for the special like it felt like it tied so well to the the original story it seems like the creators themselves uh, agreed with that and i've never read the light novel so i don't know how any of these other things interact but it just it was nice and smooth and it was nice to see her in the movie because when i first mm-hmm. when we first watched it we had never seen the special so we didn't know who she was We're like oh okay it's just some random singer but no we know her <laughs> mm-hmm. and like there's history there exactly yeah and that's why it makes a little bit more sense as well because they nod to each other and it now you're like oh that's more of just a normal nod like that's a i know you i trust you kind of nod with like this song um Mm -hmm. so that was nice and after it's performed you know uh claudia and the group they all come to talk to her and you know thank her for the um the hymn and that it was it was really nice the hymn for um of the sea and she's so matter of fact like but the way she says it is really beautiful and i can't think of the words she was like it was very hard to write the hymn because she's like you know a hymn doesn't have or a, a sea doesn't have you know like um features and it doesn't quote unquote do things so it was hard for her to think of how to praise it but it also does have life in it and etc. Like the way she breaks it down is so matter of fact, but it's actually very pretty. Uh, and Claudia is kind of left um, dumbstruck. And the mayor comes and sees her to thank her. And she turns and they do this beautiful Violet Evergarden shot where the wind's kind of behind her. She turns, she's like, the most beautiful woman ever and like even the mayor gets dumbfounded and he compliments her and she at first takes it like what does me having to be look what is what does my physical beauty have to do with the beauty that i wrote in the song and he was like oh well i was just trying to compliment you and what she says just shows her character growth in a in a very sad way because he was like you know before you were a doll you know you fought for our country and he was just thanking her and praising her 
And she says something to the effect, and if you remember more what she says, just feel free to jump in. But like, she says something to the effect that she doesn't deserve it because so many others died and she killed so many. And right. it's it's a fact, but it's so sad because then you think about it again. Like she was a child soldier who didn't know any better and was just used as a as a weapon and now she's emotionally stunted for the most part because of that and on this journey of of you know honestly self uh self what is it find basically finding herself and while trying to find out you know what i love you means but the the version that he used is specific because I think there's four versions of I love you in Japanese. Um, but there's three main ones. There's like I, 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 she Teru, which is the one he used, which is like very, very strong. Like you, you maybe use that one three times in your life. <laughs> um, and then there's two other ones. I think Ko, Koi Shiteru. I, I can't remember. There's two others. Um, but that one's like very, very strong. Like they, I think they said you you might use it when you're getting married and maybe dying. Like that's about it. So it's it's huge. It's very, very strong word. Um, so I got you the three. What are they? Um, Ashitero. That that's the one you said, and then uh-huh. da, Dasuki. Oh, Daisuki. Daisuke. Like Daisuke. I means I means that means I like you or I I I like it very much, something like that. And then and then su- Suki. Suki? Yeah, Suki. And I think that one's the one that's most widely used. Like, oh, I like I I love this food. I like this or I love this piece of clothing. Like that one's just very lack like it's not very strong. If if I'm remembering properly, I think I am. But yeah. like, that's that's yeah. That's Suki is I like you, but it's like I love you, I like you. Um, where's where's the other one? Daisuke. Oh, where'd the other one go? Yeah, trying to find it. Um, for some reason, I'm not finding it. It's, it's not one. that important. <laughs> oh, there it is. I really like you. Yeah, so yeah that's yeah. the one in between. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so um. So yeah, that that just kind of because it, it's it it also flashes back to in the series when Claudia tells her once you once you kind of find your emotions, um, you'll realize that you're on fire. And she had those whole like that episode or two where she was on fire and she was burning. So she's not on fire anymore, but she still is dealing with the fact that she survived and she killed so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, what about you? What, uh, any, anything in that area that really stuck out to you? And then, you know, you kind of jump ahead as well. Cause again, this is a two, almost two and a half hour movie. We could literally talk about it for longer than how, than how long the movie is, but we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to spoil it all because we want you to watch it. But um, I will say you 
in this movie, you also do see a side of Claudia, the president of the postal company. You really see his overprotective side of Violet. Yeah. Um, and how much, like, you don't, you see it in the series, but you see it a lot more. Like, it's painted black and white that he is very protective of Violet, very protective of her heart. Just, you know, when she has her day off, he gets, he wonders where she is and what she's doing and making sure she's okay. Um, and, you know, Benedict being Benedict is, you know, trying to tell him, like, you know, calm down. She's a grown woman, you know. And then, of course, you know, they got to throw a little comedy in there with Claudia where he's like, I can't handle a daughter. I can't hear it. Can't, I don't even know if I can handle a son. I'm <laughs> like, dude. dude. <laughs> now, granted, girls are probably challenging, but I feel like, you know, it. They're boys and girls are challenging and like they're different time periods of life but that was probably some good humor that they brought into this anime that i thoroughly enjoyed um with claudia and uh benedict yeah no it's um yeah it's good good no 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 um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you okay um okay well i guess we can then jump into what i was gonna start off with that i shouldn't have started off with um kind of the time frame of where this movie is taking place it's kind of where they're evolving into a more there's more electricity built so that means radios are in full in being built and being used telephones have been installed so the letters in the postal service are kind of going away and the dolls are slowly going away and you can kind of see i love how the anime just slightly shows how, yes, these changes are good because we're, you know, times are changing, we're evolving, we're getting more advanced in technology, but you see the impact that the people who were doing those jobs have. Like in, with the postal service, you see the dolls, they get a concern on their face and the president even get like Claudia gets a concern on his face, like, oh boy. But then they show the little man, the man who does the lighting of the lamps on the street. And he's still holding the candlestick, but he looks up at the light and it just automatically turns on because they've got the light bulb and electricity. And that is just what Violet Evergarden does. It it hits you like in like the smallest ways to like to not just the big moments, but like just very small moments where you're just like, wow, really changes your point of view on the whole time frame that they're showing you because yeah we're electricity is our day-to-day like i don't know what we would do without it but back then like that wasn't day-to-day so that was very nice to see yeah yeah because they were just showing like the that like yeah sweet like electricity is good but then this guy's out of a job now Mm-hmm. And they they're talking about that as well, like you know, because they they built the um the radio tower, which they were also using as kind of like a telephone tower, and they have a telephone in the post um the postal company, and Iris is like, man, because of this this 
evil machine we're gonna be um we're gonna be obsolete soon so we gotta work as hard as we can currently and um and catalea she agrees she's like you know yeah we eventually will be uh, obsolete um obsolete because eventually everybody will have one of these and they won't need us to send letters which obviously nowadays everybody practically lives on their phones right so (laughs) oh my goodness could you imagine like today's world just not having the type of phones that we have like it'd be amazing like to just see for like just a day what the world i mean we were in it you know when we were little but showing our age a little bit but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but well i mean if you think about it like the internet hasn't even been around that long if you really really think about it but um but yeah, no, it Google was is one thing. Google yeah, yeah. Did, did, I heard something funny that Google started up off with the name of like Backrub or something is very weird. Um, and you you know where I learned that in a Ryan George um video, which was very funny. <laughs> um, it was like back something. I want to say it's Backrub, but anyway. Um, but yeah, back to uh this we um we also get another kind of resolution where in the in the anime the 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 series um what's his name gilbert's older brother um shoot what is his name um deepfried uh deepfried is gilbert's older brother that was the the like cap I don't, I think Captain. I think that's what she calls him, Captain. And he never really saw her as anything more than just a killing machine. And then at like the last episodes, you know, she saves him and he kind of has a, a change of heart with her. Well, they have a day off and um, she goes and visits their mother's grave and he finds her there and he's like, oh, so you're the one that was dropping um the the flowers off at my mother's grave and he's like you know you you didn't have to come i know today's your day off which i was like oh i wonder how he knows her date this is her day off and she says i'm i came because it was my day off and he said i hope you're not doing this because of gilbert and she looks at him and she's like no i'm not i'm doing this because i want to basically and you see his eyes kind of soften and he's like, man, like he kind of feels bad for how he's treated her. And they have like a good little moment. He tells her to forget about Gilbert. He's like, just forget about him. It's been four years. Like he's gone. Like it's just forget about him. And she tells him, she's like, I, I can't do that. Like there's as long as I live, I'll, I'll never forget him. And she leaves, and he notices that one of her hair ties is has fallen. He goes to pick it up, and she's gone, right? Which means she, she did the violent thing of, of sprinting away like a madman. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't find out until she gets back to her room that her hair tie is gone. 
And when she's there, we meet the other kind of important character. Somebody calls in on the phone and it's it's clearly a kid. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to talk to a doll. And she's like, I'm a doll. He goes, oh, OK, um, I want some letters to be written. Can you do that? <laughs> she calls him out. She's like, your your voice is a little young. Like, how old are you? <laughs> He's like, what does that have to do with writing letters? <laughs> can you do it or not? So she says, yes, she can. And she goes to where? Where does she go, Artsy? She goes to him. Where is he? That That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, the hospital? Yeah, she goes to the hospital. And she meets him. And we find out that his name is Eurus. And he's a kid. Um, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I would say maybe like 12, 13. I have no idea. Um, he, uh, he's in the hospital for, I obviously, you know, he's sick somehow. We don't know why, but he's there. He's talking to her about, you know, what he wants to do. He wants, um, they're, they're talking a little bit. He's like, oh, you look young. Can you, can you do this? And she's like, yeah, no problem. Well, (laughs) when they're talking, his family shows up and short version, (laughs) short version, he's kind of a jerk. And Artsy and I are like, man, I remember we didn't like him <laughs> in, in this scene, though. In this scene, we didn't like him. No, he he made me want to just jump through the screen and just smack him. Yeah. Like, you are on your hospital bed and you look like you're on your deathbed. And this is how you talk to people. He did not. Let's 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 be honest. He did not look like he was on his deathbed. He was very energetic and stuff. Um, That's true. But he was telling he he tells her to hide, which she hides underneath the uh, <laughs> underneath the bed, which is kind of funny, especially if you think about how poofy her her dress is. Hmm. But um. But yeah, he uh, he's he's kind of a jerk to his parents and his little brother. He kind of feels bad because he snaps at his younger brother. Um. And his family leaves. So she comes back out and she's like, is there a reason why I had to hide? He says, well, the letters I want you to write are for my my parents and my brother. But I don't want them to know. I want you to basically send these after I die. Can you do that? And she says, yes, I can. I actually did that for a client recently, which then ties back again to the beginning because she's talking about the little girl, a.k.a. the grandma, right? So that was a nice little nod to the beginning. Mm-hmm. So she um, she helps him write his letters to his family. She helps him really kind of diagnose and understand what he's feeling. And he's like, wow, you just know everything, which is such a nice thing to see about Violet, is that she really understands words and people's hearts like she is not the same girl who je- who first started and was very robotic she's very yeah her her normal resting face does look very robotic <laughs> but she's not that anymore that's more so sh- that that's because of how long she was a, a soldier that's kind of just her norm but that's not her anymore she's very emotional 
she shows it she she gets lost in her emotions because later on when she's um walking to the uh the post office she's lost in in her thoughts and her feelings well deepfried is there and she doesn't even see who it is she just sees that a hand is coming out of a pocket instantly goes into (laughs) army mode and she grabs his arm puts him in like an arm bar and he he calls her name and it snaps her out of her her days and she's like you know i i apologize and deep freed before would have snapped at her and he's like no it's he's like it's fine and he uh he gives her her hair tie she's like oh my hair tie he's like yeah you dropped it i i just you know came to give it back and again that's a nice little growth with him but the biggest growth for him honestly in this whole movie because he he shows up later on as well the biggest growth i think was this part because he tells her he's like hey violet and claudia and benedict they're still like wary of him so they're like oh why is he calling her um even after he just gave her 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 thing back you know so he's 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 batting 100 on on nice nice moves recently um Mm -hmm. He tells her, oh, hey, you know, my family and I are getting rid of our boat and um, there's some stuff on there that Gilbert might have played with as a kid. I don't know if you're interested. And she just instantly jumps on it. She's like, I'm so interested. I'm interested. And like the emotions on her face. And he he just is blown away by how much emotion she has. And he says, you know, it's. It's probably just all junk or little toys that he played with as a kid. She was like, please let me come. And you just see all all of what the series was building towards coming here again. Like, her face is just full of emotion. It's not just the robotic her. Like, she's feeling everything. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was, it was sweet. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to stop talking. Because I've been talking, I, I can talk about Violet Evergarden all day, but um, yes, you can. I uh, yeah. So well, go we ahead. Can. Yeah, go ahead. Stop me. Go. You, you jump <laughs> in. You jump in. <laughs> I jump in. I jump in. Yes. <laughs> all right. Tag. Tag. I'm it. Um. So, I guess one thing we can definitely talk about is we can go back to Eurus and um the cute. Did, we didn't talk about their cute little interaction, right? About. Um, like the whole like how he needs to pay and stuff. Oh like that. no, no, yeah, I kind of, I yeah, I kind of just skipped over it, but okay. yeah, that was funny. Well, that that's also another like humor part in this anime is so you know when you use a doll you have to pay, right? Of course, how would they make money? And you know this this poor little kid, he's got his little like Christmas cookie tin or some kind of tin, but it looks like you know the tins that you would get for like Christmas cookies. And he's got, you know, the currency that they're using, but like just pennies, like just very small amount of coins. And when he opens it up, he's like, what will this get me? And she goes, 20 characters. And he starts reading it out. He's like, dear mom, thank, uh, thank you. Here's, that's, that's too short. I can't do that. Um, and, uh, so... Violet sees that and you're thinking that she's gonna 
you know, give him a discount or whatever, or basically tell him, no, it's on the house because, you know, he's a sick kid. Well, it turns out she's actually not lying. There is a discount that the postal company has for children. And the kid really thinks that she makes it up like, no, like there's a special discount and emergency purposes like we do this discount. And he goes, you're lying. You're making this up. And she pulls out like the like menu per se. It's like, nope, here it is. And there's like this anime silent looking at each other's faces of like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he gives her like a thumbs up or something. Yeah. And she didn't know what. And you can tell that she's confused. She's like, what's that? And he's also like, oh, you don't know. It's just saying, okay. Um, But what I really think is cool is, um, you know, he comes across as this very, you know, angry, uncomfortable kid, which makes sense. He's he tells that he's been in a hospital for over a year, gone through surgery. So, yeah, you'd be uncomfortable and irritable. But he like throws down his walls and because Violet's treating him not as a sick kid, just as a normal client who doesn't have any issues. She's just she's just talking to him normally, not asking, you know, is there anything I can do for you? Are you okay? Like just the standard questions you would give to someone who is not well. And I thoroughly enjoyed that, that Violet did that, but also that's Violet. Um, so, but when they get going on the letters, um, you kind of see how Violet has grown in her letters where she actually is helping them recite the true feelings that they're feeling. Cause he starts saying what he thinks he should say to them because these letters are for his family after he dies. Um, he doesn't know when it's just, it's going to happen. And, you know, he starts saying certain things, but Violet saw the interaction that he had with his family. And because of the experiences and the clients that she's had, she kind of knows what he needs to say. And so they write the letters. Now they don't, I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong. They don't say specifically what's in the letters until their letters are actually read correct um yeah they don't say the entire thing um he just tells a little bit like you know what he tells her like in the one to his brother he um he wants to like and have them spoil you um in in like for me or something like that like Um, on my behalf yeah and he says a little bit of his mother's we don't really hear the dad's um oh jack jack in chat says of course i drop in on the part that tore me up tearing up just remembering it so we're technically we not no we're we're, not there yet (laughs) we're technically not there yet we're talking about the very first time that she met him and they were writing the letters um and Mm -hmm. and we do know that he is like sick with something bad because when he was being a jerk to his family he did say he had like three surgeries in one year and he's still sick or whatever and then yeah right when violet's about to leave he tells her i want to write 
one more. And then he just it's it's almost like he kind of has like a heart attack or something. And you see the worry and concern in Violet's face. And it's like it's such a uh, one of those kind of rough moments um, for you as the viewer. One, because it's a sad moment with a kid. But two, it's rough as well, because you see that she's actually like feeling it too. Like she's she's um almost like an empath now like she feels basically like what other people do because that's what you need to be as a doll like you have to feel what they are feeling so that you can put it into words and so she tells him like hold on let's let's just hold off hold off on the one to your friend till next time and uh and then she goes and gets the nurse and she goes back to um to her room and now this is kind of where we're getting into like huge spoilers for the series and stuff um so honestly if you do not want to hear like these big spoilers please stop or pause this episode go watch the 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 series and then come back okay that's it all warnings are done Right. So mm-hmm. when she goes back, she's kind of in her room. Well, we then flash to Bene- Benedict and Claudia because they have this um, they have this uh, process, basically, that any male that was um, sent in that could not um, basically be delivered. It comes back to the the company they review it one more time before they send it back to the sender. Well, while he and Benedict are in there, he sees a letter and you see his eyes widen. He's like, there's no way. And Benedict's like, what's going on? Well, Claudia then goes to Dietfried and they have a little bit of a tussle and you see how again overprotective claudia is about um about violet and deep freeze tells him the same thing that everybody else is saying like you are too overprotective of her she needs to be free you need to let her do her thing basically well then he shows the letter to deep freed and deep freed has the exact same reaction and then they uh they kind of bring us to um this other island and you see this person they don't have an arm but you only see them from the back they have like blue hair and you're like oh is that cuz what they say they say violet and this kid says no that's not a violet that's a pansy and they they Crouch down and talk to the kid. I was like, man, you're smart. And the kid's like, yeah, I am. Again, it's from the back. You can't see. You can't tell. Um, well, then I think, and I might be confusing scenes, but I think we go back to Violet. Violet's in um, her bed. She's just reading or writing a journal, something like that. She gets a knock. Door opens. And Claudia's standing there. He's like, hey, sorry for bothering you so late at night. And she's like, no problem. What is it? And he just stands there. He's like, I'm not sure. Doesn't say anything. And my girl starts, like, she's like, what's going on? And then without him even saying anything, 
she starts crying. She was like, is it the major? Is there some news about the major? And she just starts immediately kind of breaking down. And um, I think as a girl, you might be able to to uh, kind of give the next scene that we see with with Catalea and her um, right before she's leaving. I think. Oh, I got yeah. you on that one. Yeah. So so that's kind of the next <laughs> thing we see. We see the next morning um, of Claudia telling the crew, especially um, Catalea that they're going to be checking to see if it's him. So go ahead. Tag out again. <laughs> okay. Um, so Claudia and Violet, they're getting ready to embark on the trip to where they believe um, he's at. And you can see Violet just trying to hold the overwhelming emotions that she is going through just think of it as you haven't seen like basically think of like a long distance relationship actually no probably more like deployment like military relationships where you have very limited or maybe even no contact with your significant person and all of a sudden there's a possibility that they are there after, in this case, it's four years, but just think of those emotions that you would be having. And if you are a girl or even a guy, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but um, she's just trying to hold it all in. And Catalea, she can see like the struggle that Violet is having. So she asks Violet if she is okay. And <laughs> I can totally relate to how Violet responds. When you are in a emotional, overwhelming turmoil where you're, you're just in so many different emotions of whether to be mad, sad, excited, confused, like you have no idea what you are feeling. You're going to lash out when somebody says, are you okay? And that is what Violet kind of does. She says, am I okay? Am I like supposed to feel like this? What am I supposed to say to him when I see him? I'm so confused. Blah, blah, blah. Like you just start rambling off how to figure out what you're feeling to whoever says those words. Are you okay? Um, and, you know, Claudia gives her the best advice, which is you have a long journey. Write a letter. Yep. Put it in words. And I think... That was probably the best advice she could have gotten. Because I think when she writes letters, it helps her, like, transcribe how she's feeling. And bring it back to, you know, a calmness for her of, okay, that is how I'm feeling. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely kind of focused her. So trying to take all that raw motion that she was feeling and kind of focus it into words. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, skipping a couple things, like while they're on the ride, like she is, she starts writing the letter and I think it, no, 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 it's later on when the, when 
the letters being um, read. So while they're on their way there, we see the island and they are doing their own version of the hymn of the sea where they, they like toss flowers in and they actually read the hymn that um, Violet wrote uh, because now you finally see the character. Uh, You see the blue hair, you see the missing arm and you see the missing eye and they mm-hmm. finally show you the face and you're like, holy crap. It literally is Gilbert. Gilbert is alive. And a woman is talking to him about like, this used to be a day of celebration of basically like switching seasons and, you know, praising like the sea or whatever. But she was like, mm-hmm. now it's kind of um, remembering those, uh, remembering those that we we've lost. And some one of the kids is like oh i hate those those guy those people from linden or whatever and the woman says the hymn that we just read was actually written by a famous doll over there i think her name was violet evergarden and you see gilbert just react and you're like okay so he doesn't have any memory loss or anything he knows who that is mhm and yeah, yeah. Uh, what you wanted to say something? No, I just wanted to ask, like, when you, I know you, when you first saw it, you recognized who this mystery guy was before that scene, correct? Yeah, no, I, I figured it was him when we first heard him, the person say Violet. I was just like, oh, it has to be him. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no way. Um, there was a a when I first watched it, there was a like sixty percent chance I thought it was him when Claudia saw the letter, and I was like, okay, now this could be something that was written a long time ago, and it's going to turn out that he actually is dead or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But then when we saw like the character, I was like, oh, okay, nah, he's 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 alive, um, which gave you hope because I mean, you know, our girl has been looking for him for so long so yep so um i mean you get to that confirmation and you're just like now you're just thinking about and hoping that they're going to get to the part where they get reunited really quickly and so they get on you know they have to travel to an island i forget the name of the island starts with an e it's like Earth crate right something like that uh, yeah i don't know i don't think it's that important it's not it's not important but you know me i'm just like am i saying this right um but they have to travel by train they have to travel by boat and then they have to walk from the boat dock to up a mountain where this village is yeah um we're at this part right i'm just making sure yeah, I'm yeah no no you're right you're right i mean even okay. if we're skipping again it's a almost two and a half hour movie right like we yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not we're gonna cover to everything <laughs> no 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 um but we'll get to this part um and i'm gonna do it really quickly um because we gotta touch on other stuff but they get to the gate the entrance of it and claudia tells violet you're staying here now me as a woman I was like, no, 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 no. Violet, you kick down that gate and you run. You go right now. 
but her being a soldier and understanding that Claudia is her superior respects him and stays. Oh, uh, let me jump in. Let me jump in real quick. I don't think it's just that. I think she really does think of him as kind of her dad. Um, because he definitely thinks of her as his daughter. Um, so while, well, I think, cause we kind of said this in the series, I think Gilbert's feelings for Violet at the beginning were more of a protector. Like he was like, wow, there's this young girl, like I got to try and protect her. But I think, so you see protector turned into someone who really like started to have romantic feelings while Claudia is 100% the paternal figure. And you see the difference of the the overbearingness, for lack of a better word, of the two of them to see the the dichotomy, basically. But anyway, that I just wanted to mention that. Go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. And then, um, so you know, Claudia then goes in and he talks to everybody at town because he's he knows that. Gilbert would not be using his real name here. So he's kind of trying to just use physical features to kind of find him. And then he knocks on a door and he hears his voice. And you could just, I love how they animate the emotions of just holy crap, you know, in these characters, like eyes and facial features, because it's like, you feel it. You can actually feel that emotion of, wow, he's right behind this door. So he opens the door and there he is. He has a conversation with him. But my dude is a freaking. Oh, he was so annoying. He did not want to see Violet. And it made me feel anger. I don't know about you, but it, it made me angry. <laughs> When he said, yeah, so yes, because we've been on this journey with her for so long, but then you have to take it from his side. He, the last memories, yeah, the last memories he has of her is her trying, which, yeah, he explains later. So we can kind of wrap both up in in one, but we can obviously talk about what she says in the the second meeting. But um, he says, I can't see her. I made her unhappy because like because Claudia's like, why didn't you come in? Because uh, Gilbert's like, you know, I wandered, yada, yada, yada. I know I should like military thing is I should have reported in. He was like, screw military. Like he was like, do you not realize how long she's been waiting for you, etc.? And Gilbert says, I made her unhappy because that's all he could think of is like he he used her as a weapon so many times and the last thing he saw was her arms fall off in front of him. Like, that's that's scarring, especially when he started to, like, actually love her. Um, and so, and he still thinks that, like, his whole thing was, like, he wanted her to live. Because, so, right there when he's talking, he's like, I wanted her. He stayed away, honestly, also, because he thought she would have a better life instead of her just waiting there and trying to wait for his commands. He still at that moment is still thinking that, you know, she hasn't grown, right? Like he Mm -hmm. still thinks that she needs to go see the world and have a real life. 
because he doesn't know everything that she's done and he doesn't know that she has gone and seen the world etc so if you really think about it that way it it's it's um it's rough on his end too they're both very traumatized in different ways but of yep. course we're going to resonate with her because the story has been her all the time so we we have bias to side with her um so yes i it did annoy me but then i had to sit back and kind of take it from his side and it's like yeah i mean that's rough to see so yeah because he he doesn't know he's been living on this island for he says a year that he's been there yeah he's been 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 walking around for like three four years but yeah he's been on that island for a year right so and also during that time period there was no phones there wasn't like radio like news channels or like you know, no letters were being sent to him because everybody assumed he was dead. Um, so totally get his side, but at the same time, like you f- feel like disappointed because you're like, are they not going to see each other? Like they kind of leave that cliffhanger pretty well of like, are they going to see each other? Are they not going to see each other? Yeah. And Especially because the second time that, like, she runs to go try and find him. um, Because that's when she breaks. Like, you were just saying, you know, he's her superior or whatever. He's like, no, you can't see him. She's like, man, screw you. And she Mm -hmm. sprints past him. She was like, I need to see him. And she just goes through the school trying to find him. And he had already moved on. But Claudia found him. They go to his, his house and she's just talking to him and it's very emotional I'm not even going to say the different what she said but he eventually does kind of say like go away like he can't see her because if he's with her he's going to remember that because of him she lost both his her arms and so she takes it a certain way and she runs away crying and man that is a very emotionally charged scene and we get the dad reaction from claudia he gets pissed and he yells because claudia is a very mild-mannered guy like if if, Mm -hmm. if if you don't remember through the series he's very chill he's very laid back kind of for lack of a better word submissive that's why catalea is always messing with him um, with like her aggressive flirting, mm-hmm. he gets pissed and he yells at the top of his lungs, "You idiot!" to um, to Gilbert, and then eventually runs after her to uh, to comfort her. And um, and it's also storming, you know, so that's not good. And after this, they find um, they find shelter. In uh, in a in a lighthouse because the the town is so small it doesn't even have an inn, and he lays Violet down like on the bed. The woman's talking to him, and he's like, "No worries, thank you that we have shelter." And um, they get like a uh, what is that called? I I want to say SOS, basically a telegram, like basically like a, a yeah. telegram, uh, mm-hmm. and. She says, 
hey, are are you guys part from the like postal company? He's like, yes. She was like, is the woman in the other room, um, Violet Evergarden? He's like, yeah. Like, oh, your 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 place got a message from the hospital, and now, unfortunately, we're getting to the part that um, I think makes a lot of people tear up, but especially. Um, I know I, I remember Jack and Rick's episode, um, so I remember why it made him tear up. But we're we're to the part where Jack says tearing up just remembering it. They got a message from the hospital that Uris was not doing well. And uh Violet immediately reacts and she's like sad. And this is where you said something, and I don't remember if you said it, but it was a very impactful moment for Violet. Do you mm-hmm. remember? What, do you she, remember what she said? What she said, or what no, I said? No, I said. Do you remember what you said? Yeah. Oh yeah, I said this is where she had to decide her promise to Eurus, or. To fulfill her desire and want for many years to see Gilbert. Because that was that was ultimately what was happening. Was she either... She had to go fulfill the promise that she made to Eurus. Pinky swear. Like a pinky promise. Or see Gilbert tomorrow. Possibly. Yeah. And she struggles with it. But she knows how important a pinky promise is like she knows that even though she didn't know what it was she knows it's important so she's like i need to go right now and of course like the woman and claudia are like you can't go in this storm it's gonna take you three days to get back there and man they think quick on their feet a resolution yeah because you know they're obviously yours is in horrible condition basically right and yeah what she does so what she does she goes to the door and they're like what are you doing she's like i'm going back and claudia's first words are but you're seeing gilbert don't you want to see gilbert tomorrow and she cries she was like yes of course i want to she's like, i want to see him i want to go to him i want to do this but she's like but just like you said she's like i made a promise to him i made a pinky promise to him to deliver those messages like those letters and she is having a it's it's such a rough moment for her um and then the lady is like well it's storming the boats won't be able to go until tomorrow so you can't go anywhere and just like artsy was saying they come up um with a solution quick on their feet and we cut to linden and we see benedict blitzing with the car and in the back is iris and she's like can't you go any faster he's like i'm going as fast as i can and they are just speeding to the hospital and she brought the letters with her and um they get there and the mom's like hey Eurus, you know the um the the doll is here and so iris walks in she sets up her typewriter and he says violet and she's like no um, my name's Iris. Uh, Violet is out on an important thing. You know, she's meeting the person who told her I love you. 
and Eurus, who looks like he's literally on death's door, he's like, oh, she's meeting that person. I'm happy for her. And it was a very kind of sweet moment. And and uh, Iris is like, all right, so I know you have like a letter that you want me to write for your best friend. And they they let um they let them know like they they telegram back that hey Iris is there etc. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is the rough part, and uh, I kind of resonate with it a little bit after, uh, but I'll say why afterwards. Eurus starts taking um a turn for the worse, and. They're trying to come up with a way, like, how do how can we do this? How can we do this? And Iris, who had said that it was such an evil machine, she sees that there's a phone. So Benedict, he jumps in the car and he drives as fast as he can to where he knows where he believes the kid is, the the friend. I think his name's like Nolan or something. I, I can't remember. Lucas. Like, Lucas, see, completely wrong. So mm-hmm. um the friend's name is Lucas. And he's fighting to try to get Lucas um, to use a phone at some some place. Well, they give the phone to um, Eurus, and he hears Lucas on the other side. Like, what? How do I even use this thing? And he says, "You just say hello." And I'm not going to go through it, but the conversation that he and Lucas have is gut-wrenching but also nice as well because he's he's saying i'm sorry to lucas and lucas is like why are you apologizing you know like i i know i know you don't want me to come but i came and yada 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 we'll be best friends forever and it just puts uris at peace and so while he's talking to lucas you know iris leaves and she goes outside. She's like, well, you know, those evil machines are good for something. And then you hear the mom exclaim. She's like, Eurus! So Iris runs back in. And Eurus has died. And the mom, the dad, are just in shambles. The brother, he's so young, he really doesn't know what's going on. And they let them know, like, hey, um, they they telegram over that you know Eurus has, has died to to um, uh, Violet, and Violet's like just feels heartbroken. But he's like, hey, but he did get to resolve his things with Lucas before using the telephone, so that makes her feel a little bit better. And we go back, and before we get kind of to the resolution. Um, Jack's Jack's reasoning is not my story to tell, so I'm not going to say why he resonated it with it. But I can resonate with it because um, I don't really talk about my my family um on on stream or podcast or even in real life. Honestly, like I kind of keep my personal life and like my my friendly life and everything separated. I'm very compartmentalized person, <laughs> as Artsy can tell you. Um. But I resonated with this scene because um, I loved the hell out of my grandma. And I, like, she she passed 
you know, several years ago. And it, this was kind of like, man, I kind of wish I could have had one more convo with her before she, she died. So, because I, I had a really great relationship with her and she, uh, she used to always jokingly say like, uh, I feel like, um, you know, CJ is the only grandson who, 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 or grandchild who loves me. Um, which obviously she knew that like all of us did, but I was the only one who would like slip her some money every now and then so that she could buy stuff <laughs> for herself because she was always spending her money on like my younger cousins. Cause she would, you know, she loved taking care of them. Uh, and, and yeah, I just, I, I loved the hell out of her and I miss her every now and then. So that scene really resonates me with me because I'm like, man, I would have, I would have loved to see and talk to her again. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, so that, that's why I resonated with that scene. Um, but after that scene, uh, Iris gives the letters out to the mom, the dad, and they read their letters and it's very impactful. Iris also tells them like, Hey, he also wrote one for the little brother. The mom reads it to the brother and the brother smiles and he runs over to the bed. And he says, thank you, brother. I'm so happy. Like, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, mom, dad, aren't you guys happy? And it's it's rough because, again, he doesn't realize his brother is is gone. Like his brother is dead. But Mm -hmm. because of his childlike just love, it does kind of bring up the parents. And they're like, yes, we are happy. And you kind of see that, like, they're happy that he's no longer struggling and in pain. So it's like a it's a love hate relationship that they're having. Um, But, yeah, this is the scene that really, really, really tore up artsy. And uh, she was kind of. And I'm trying really yeah. hard not to cry right now. Yeah, I, I hear her. I hear her doing it. But like this, like when this scene came up, she was like, "I forgot how hard this scene hits me." And <laughs> yeah, she was, she was over there crying up a storm. <laughs> um, but I will say, it, it hit me in the feels very hard, um, just as the movie by itself, but also you know, with the with my own kind of thoughts on it as well. But, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a very heart wrenching scene, but it's one, it's probably one of the most beautiful scenes in the, um, in the movie. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to think, well, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to talk for a little bit until I know she's fine. Cause I don't know if, if she's over there trying not to cry but um (laughs) um, i'm trying i'm trying uh, really hard (laughs) no worries baby i mean i guess i can kind of speak um man this yeah i don't know if i can even talk about this scene without crying um yeah no i don't think i I can't i can't do it i can't do it yeah no worries Um, you're you're all good it's yeah just short version i think it hits me harder because i'm a mom so we're just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. 
I mean, no parent wants to see that. But yes, moms generally, obviously there's outliers, generally are a lot more emotional than the dad. So yes, it's going to hit you harder. Um, in our case, you are a lot more emotional than me, and that's needed. So you will always have that free reign to to let it out with me. But um, but yeah. So after that, we go back to um Violet, and she steals herself. She says, "You know what? I'm I'm going home um to to the company." And Claudia's like, "Wait, what?" why and she's like you know i have a lot of work to do tomorrow or she's like i have a lot of work to do so um yeah i'm going back he's like but what what about gilbert and she says you know just knowing that he's alive and seeing him once is good enough for me and she says it with such like a sad happy face um because she's resigned herself like you know what that's it that's as far as we're going to go. And she, um, the next morning while they're leaving, she gives a, the letter that she wrote to a kid and asks the kid, like, Hey, can you make sure your teacher gets this? And he's like, yep, I can. Um, we, uh, we get a little bit of a conversation between Gilbert and one of the old men on the, uh, Island saying, you know, hey, if you have a home somewhere else, you can go there. Like, you've been a great help, but, you know, if you have a home, go. And he says, nope, I'm going to stay here forever. And uh, we get uh, uh, a character um, intro, or not intro, a character uh, surf resurfacing in Dietfried. Dietfried shows up. Said man, uh, and speaks to Gilbert and's like, You um you've been leaving a carefree life over here. And uh usually, you know, he was like the tough brother, but he says, you, you know, they, they're having a good little conversation. He tells him, he's like, you know, I I said that the next time I saw you, I would come and apologize to you. But he says, but now I feel like I should just come over there and put you in a sack and drag you to Violet. And I thought that was so adorable because Dietfried is the one that basically hated Violet's guts. But now he's just like, what the heck is wrong with you? I'm going to drag you to her, you idiot. And he tells him, you know, I'm going to, I'll take, I'll bear the burden of the but." Bo 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 Bogain Villa, whatever their last name is. He's like, I'm gonna bear our last name. You are free. Be true to yourself and be free. And that's when the uh, letter comes from Violet. And um, we uh, he reads it, and I'm not gonna spoil anything on that letter, but it's a beautiful letter. And we get um. We get a scene of him trying to chase down the boat um, that she's on. Because she already got on the boat. So he's he's trying to chase down the boat to get back to her. And... My man is running. Yeah, he's running. It, it late, earlier on in the uh, movie, the kids say he's super fast. Now, uh, does he catch the boat? 
Will they reunite? Who knows? It's totally up to you to find out, right? We're not spoiling <laughs> that. We're not nope. spoiling that at all. So you uh-uh. have to watch it to see if they do reunite or if, uh, well, if they reunite there, if they reunite later, or if they don't reunite at all, right? That's up to you to find out by watching the movie. Um, but then it does flash back to, again, quote unquote, present day with the, uh, with the uh, girl who's been like traveling around learning about Violet. And with her travels and learning about her, she, uh, she who was kind of talking down on letters, starts writing a letter. It says, you know, I need to be true to myself, and maybe writing a letter will be will help me say what I truly want to say to my parents. And so the movie ends with her parents getting her letter. And them reading it and them kind of smiling. Um, we don't know what she wrote, but it looks like it had its effect because their face their faces soften. Um and yeah. That's the end. It uh it's a very, very, very emotional movie, but man does it tie up the series in a beautiful, pretty bow. Um, I saw some people online like, oh, you know, the whole series is talking about loss and dealing with it. So the fact that he is al- he's alive and they they interact is kind of uh, undoes undoes the season. And to that person, I want to say, smack yourself. No, it doesn't undo the season at all. The whole part, uh, the whole thing of the season was her understanding and growing as a person. And the only reason, I will say, the only reason he also um, uh, runs after her is because he realizes that she has grown. She does know who she is as a person. She's not just an or she's not just a soldier. She's not just going to take people's orders. She is her own person, and she understands things now. So that's why he was like, "Oh wait, okay, she has matured." So even though I did tell her I loved her before, now he can kind of go and try and reconnect with her. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like it. I I thought that was one of the dumbest takes I've ever seen. Like it's all about showing her grow as she resonates with other people, and this movie is just showing that growth. So it was it was so dumb to me. Um. But uh but yeah, so it was a beautiful movie. Um uh the 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 cherry on top. If you don't like cherries, then substitute whatever topping you like. Um whipped cream, sprinkles, the whole shebang. Yeah, whatever toppings you like. But um but yeah. Um do you have anything else you want to say? No, I feel like if I say anything else, I'm going to start crying again. <laughs> okay. All right, well, in that case, let's jump into ratings. So, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, hmm, let's see. Crying Mantis? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, Praying Mantis. Praying Mantises? <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, Man, praying mantis what, what what are you giving this 
A 10, without a doubt. And I don't think an explanation is needed. All right. This time, this time you, you, you get a pass. All right. Because I feel like you might break down if you're trying to, <laughs> trying to, <laughs> to give reasoning as well. Um, Oh, it'd be funny, you know, if I get a VTuber, I can hit the crying part when I'm just sitting here just suffering. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just have my VTuber just start crying. Yeah. Um, Wait, I think I have, I think I have that. Hold on. Tears? Yeah, there it is right there. Hold on. Let me give the zoom in. See, you only get this if you're live, baby. Look at those teary eyes. Oh my gosh. All right. Yep, that that would be me, except it would like be coming down my face <laughs> and like my cheeks will be super puffy. <laughs> um you know. Yeah. But yeah. But I'll I'll give you an explanation. Um even though I feel like we've been explaining it the whole review, but one the 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 character design has always been top notch. The imagery, the way that they show and draw emotions with the face and with how people react is top tier. The sound design is really good. Um, Like when the wind blows or when the waves crash, whenever, like the sound design is just amazing. Um, The music hits when it's there and is kind of muted in the background when, when it needs to be. And then the story is what really hits you. And it's emotional in all aspects. You have happy, you have reconciliation, you have death and grieving. And you just, it's, it's just, you have the whole circle and it does it so, so well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. And, And I think it shows as well that, you know, Violet's influence transcends time because she helps this girl in the future reconcile with her family very much how she helped her grandma um, throughout the years, technically. Uh, but yeah, so so 10s for both of us. Um, would I... So a 10 generally means something that I'd be more than happy to watch again. I would with this but i'd have to have i'd have to have a little bit of a break right um it's an amazing anime um an amazing movie i could watch the anime anytime this movie you'd have to give me a little bit (laughs) um but yeah i'd recommend this to anyone and everyone i have recommended to violet to a lot uh, i have recommended violet to a lot of people um but yeah so uh next week though next week's gonna be on a lighter note we are going to be covering the anime of cautious hero um let me see when did that come out cautious hero um a boost oh hi <laughs> no we're not doing that one jack <laughs> um so the hero it came out in 2019, okay, and I want to say it's 13 episodes. Um, let me see. How cautious hero anime episodes? 
How many are there? There are... 12. Okay, so 12, yeah, 12 episodes. And it came back, it came out back in October of 2019, and it went all the way through almost the end of December. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, if I remember it properly, you know, it's kind of action, adventure, and comedy. And it's going to be a nice change of pace. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we'll be um, getting into next week. If you guys have, um, you know, any gripes with our ratings or you fully agree or think we didn't give it enough props, if you want this to be the only one that gets like a 12 out of 10, let us know in a um, you know, in the comments, in a review, or, um, you know, you can join in whenever we record. Uh, we record every Wednesday, 830 uh eastern standard time pm um at twitch.tv slash crazy jam feel free jump in get in the conversation and yeah but until then though we love y'all we appreciate y'all i am cj and i'm artsy and we will catch you next aa meeting hopefully not crying (laughs) peace bye